1: Thank you to our sponsors, the Wall Street Memes Casino, with over 5,000 custom games to choose from. Enjoy live dealers and in play sports betting, from football to esports. Get a 200% sign up bonus on your initial deposit up to $25,000. Use code IFLTV24. Deposit now by visiting Wall Street Memes Casino today. 18 plus only, please gamble responsibly. Vote for IFL in this year's Sports Podcast Awards. Go to www.sportspodcastgroup.com and vote for us in Best Combat Sports Podcast and the Diverse Voices Awards categories. IFL Pod, available across all major streaming platforms now. This is Coon Cassis for IFL TV. Delighted to be joined by Dave Allen. Dave, I interviewed you for so long, it's been a, like a good few months. Yeah,
2: no, I'm, I'm a has been. You know, it's what it is. I'm come to terms with it. It's okay. So yeah, I don't do many interviews to be honest. Uh,
1: that was a bit deep. I weren't calling you a has been. I was just saying that we. Yeah, have...
2: It's better to be half has been than a never been. So I'm happy. I'm happy to have been half has been. It's good. It's all right, my life's totally changed shape and um, I guess I'm a different fella as well. So, uh, so yeah, things are good though, so I can't complain.
1: Yeah, look, we, we know your life has obviously uh, dramatically changed over the last few years. Obviously, you've got two children now. Yeah. Um, but I suppose the question is, uh, what what are you? Because I never know. I never know if you're a retired fighter or not, are you? Are you?
2: No, no, still still active. You know, I, I've I've had 29 fights. My dad had 30 professional fights. My great-granddad had 31. I would like to get to 32. <laughs> um, I would like to get to 32, yeah. You know, with uh, my dad having 30, my great-granddad having 31, I'd love to get to 32. I'd love to be the main Allen man, you know, in boxing history. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm planning on boxing again, yeah. Um, I'm a realist, you know. Ambitions of winning major titles out the window, but uh, I'd like to have a few more fights. You know, get get to thirty two, make a few more quid, and uh, and yeah, I still enjoy it. I'm still uh, still enjoying it. Still got a little bit left at a certain level. It's a lot lower than it
1: probably used to be, but
2: uh, I feel good. Yeah.
1: Do you think you could compete for the British title right now? To be honest, I
2: boxed when I boxed Razor Clark, I'd been out for a long time. I didn't really feel out of place. It wasn't um you know, for the money I got paid really, it was it was a easy night's work, I guess. I um it was unfortunate how it ended, it was messy, I didn't perform well, but realistically, if that's British title level, you know, if I can get a few fights, yeah, I can on my own there. You know, I'm not a superstar, I never have been. Um, can I win a British title at this stage? Depends, I guess. I'm never gonna be awardly. Um, you know, the likes of Joe Joyce and you know, a few past British champions, Joshua, no, but you know, you drop on the right kid. Uh I possibly could be one, but uh but but even if not, I wanna have maybe three more four rounders. Let's get to thirty-two. Let's get to thirty-two nice and safe. And uh and go again really, yeah. I think I like I say I'm not a world beater. The thing with me is I'm not good at winning. Um I don't win rounds. Like I've had 21 wins. I've chinned 18 of them. I was losing on points 15 out of the 18, probably. I was losing most of them. I don't win rounds. I don't throw many punches. But I can look after myself. I'm strong and I can punch a bit. So, uh, so yeah, I can still compete at a good level. But at this point now, I never was the best trainer in the world and it ain't got any better with time. So, that is the major concern. But, um, yeah, I'm going to watch again this year. You won't see me on the TV. Uh, to the latter part of it, if if at all, but uh, yeah, I'm gonna watch probably April May.
1: I hope you don't mind me saying, but it has been like a bit of a strange career for yourself because you know a few years ago, obviously you were uh, when you were more active um, and having fights at a kind of higher level. You know, we had them fights with with, with Thomas for the Commonwealth. You had the, the Lucas Brown fight. You had uh, quite a few good moments. Um, at that stage of your career, but now your life's different. Your life's very different, and your, your outlook and what you want to get out of boxing—I'm assuming—is the same. Very different.
2: Yeah, different. It's difficult. I mean, when I when I beat Lucas Brown uh, going into the prize fight, I was I was up there with one of the most well-known and popular fighters in the country. Like uh, only really Joshua and Fury and a few others you would put above me. It was a mad time in my life, and I was a child. I was, you knew, you saw me around them times. I was mad. However, even box professional fights, really, the mystery, the little training, I was living like a fucking lunatic. So, I had a great time. You know, a lot of people, me old man always on at me and should have done this, should have done that. But the honest truth is I, I didn't. Um, could I have done more? Yeah, of course I could have, but, but I didn't. It wasn't in me, so... Um, I won the lottery, really. You know, um, I've got no regrets at all. And if this last, you know, even the last go around, I should, I should never retire, really, in 2020. Um, it's difficult. Boxing is difficult because whatever I say now, if I, if I spoke how I really felt, you'd be, I, people think I'd be slacking people off, but I'm not. It's just life and it's boxing. So, you know, you know uh, in 2018, 2019, I was a commodity and now I'm not. Now I'm, I'm now I'm nothing. So I don't hear from people anymore. You know, I send lots of messages out to lots of people. Can you put me on this show? Can to put me on this show because I'm still quite popular. I'm left on red, but that's life. So it don't affect me. It don't bother me. I understand the business. I wish I understood it years ago, like I understood it now, because I'd be a lot richer. But um, but it is what it is.
1: I uh, I think one of the it looked like from kind of from the outside, one of the, the turning points over the last few years was the whole lockdown fiasco with yourself and uh, Chris Lovejoy. That was a frustrating time for you because that fight obviously didn't materialise. You guys were stuck in the bubble all week together and it was like, was it going to happen? Was it not going to happen, etc.? And then after that, it just seemed like that was somewhat of a turning point uh, over the last sort of three or four years. Is that right or not?
2: Well, really, the, the price fight, really. You know, I've gone a fight four hundred grand. That was what was muted and uh and I lost the price. I got a proper good hiding. Um it scared me afterwards, unconscious in the hospital, all the rest of it, it scared me. Um and then yeah, COVID hit. I had one fight in the in between that and the and the talks about Lovejoy fight and um the Dubois situation, the Dubois fight which never happened and between the Dubois fight that never happened and the Love Joy fight and the proposed fight um a few weeks later, it just it just killed me. It just um it did my head in, to be honest. But I, I don't wanna talk negatively on it, because I don't want to talk negatively about the people involved because they 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 made me really. They gave me the life I've got now, which is great. So I don't want to speak negatively on anyone, but uh that period that twelve that month period really uh it broke me out, to be honest, and people say lots of things about me. when I'm very loyal, you know. Or loyalty to to a to a fault always. I would always take less money because I felt I was doing people favors. This is this is million and billionaires, <laughs> and I'm taking less. My loyalty was always a problem. Always was for me, um, and it, it and it screwed me over. I screwed myself over because I wasn't business savvy and. And it is what it is. I got no hard feelings for anybody because I, I had a great go around. But uh, yeah, that that twelve month period really, I sat down and I retired. Not because I didn't want to box no more. I was fucked at the time. I was tired. I had a lot of hard fights, and it caught up with me. But I retired because I just wanted to get away from the people in the sport. Really, I just wanted some time. And I came back six months later, and um, I should never retired. That that's where that's where I went wrong. I retired and. People, uh, no-one's really wanted to work with me since. Um, but it is, what like I say, I'm not here to speak next on anyone. I've had lots of good luck in the boxing world, so it is what it is. But that's where we're at now.
1: You, you spoke openly over the years about s- some of the purses that you took, um, for some of the higher-profile fights, uh, I mean, in particular, the Luis Ortiz fight, etc. Do you, do you regret kind of agreeing to some of the purses that you've taken for the level you were fighting at?
2: Uh, not really, no. Dylan White took home 12 grand. Lewis Ortiz, I took home nine. Uh, Linroy Thomas, I boxed. I think I took home 12 on both occasions. Um, but no, because I was uh, I started on the small law with 10 amateur fights. And it was just like, I just wanted to get my foot in the door any, any way necessary. I finally got the opportunity with Jason Gavin and it was a flop. So when the wi fight came, I would have boxing for free just to get back in the. I believed in myself. I backed myself. You know, I just thought. and I wasn't. It wasn't like I wasn't. I wasn't backing myself by training now, but I just believed in myself. I just knew if I, I just knew if I could get in front of the camera and be myself, and I knew I had talent. I knew I was tough. I knew I'd make something. I knew I'd be popular, and I knew I'd. I knew I, I knew people would like me. And I would entertain so. The money was never an issue the first few years of me. Like, the white fight, Ortiz. The Ortiz fight, I was like... I was my own worst enemy, because I would message Eddie. I'll watch Luis Ortiz. I'll do it for free. And I would have. (laughs) I'll I'll do it for free. I'll watch Luis Ortiz. You but I'm like 19 stone, not trained for three or four months. And as a younger man, I was fucking mad. I was uh, all over the place. But it wasn't about the money, so... I was a fool, really. I was a fool to myself. And, um, so, no, not really. Because I would have boxed all of them for nothing. Mm. It wasn't a financial thing back then. I never had nothing growing up. And I never had nothing until a couple of years ago. So, it wasn't about the money. I just wanted to, um, I wanted to be somebody. And when I boxed them on I was like, right, people like me now. I boxed Ortiz, boxed Thomas. And, and uh, I only ever boxed because I wanted to be accepted by Mel Mann and by everyone else, so... The money was never an issue, but as I got a little bit older and it, and then things just then when I started getting well paid, started getting six figures for Brown, six figures for price then we are talking big six figures for Povetkin. and people are say free oh, free from Joshua it was true it was spoke about beat brown beat price beat Povetkin. you will box Joshua and it was close really and and uh and who knows. You know, I fucked up and I give myself the chance of doing it, but I don't regret it because I am what I am. I'm f I'm still a fucking scumbag. I'm still a f- council, you know, house living, brought up is as well as what I was. I was never meant to do anything anyway, so I did well, really. You know, done really well. But um, yeah. But as I got older, like I say, the money then started when I started getting money. I knew when I was getting off, of, I was well, I don't want to go into it, but anyway. But yeah, we're here where we are now and that's what it is.
1: Oh look. Aside from kind of your own career, obviously I know you you or oh, everyone knows that you kind of uh are guiding a few fighters at the moment. Um Stevie Levy um out in action soon in a in a big fight. Uh who else have you got at the moment?
2: Dave, that you're kind of well, yeah. I've, I've got Stevie. She watched for the European title in uh, October, um, so I started receiving. She was two now. She watched for the European title. She's been on the zone because people always said you can't train and manage fighters, you know. And I was always like, trust me, you think I'm fake, and I ain't. So she's been on the zone. She's watched the formal, a former World champion. She watched for the European title in Poland. She's now watching the home corner for the European silver title. I've got Joe Hayden who's now 11-0 as a pro. I met him when he had one amateur fight and lost it. Met Calvin when he had one amateur fight and lost it. He's now just turned pro after winning 11 of 16. I've got another kid that's turned pro. We're flying me. And I think when I was boxing, um, when I was boxing, I I was spending time training everyone else. (laughs) I remember when I was fighting Nick Webb. So the last three weeks, I got three weeks notice for the Webb fight. So anyway, I was with Mick Mars at the time, and he kept ringing me like, are you going to come to the gym? I was like, I'm not coming to the gym. I just watched Tony Oak. I was fucked. I couldn't say for weeks out of one eye. I said, I'm not coming to the gym. I said, Nick Webb is what it is. If I lose, I'm done, so don't worry about it. Uh, And then Ed was like, if you beat him, I'll give you 30 grand on top of your purse. And I thought, I'm still not fucking training. I can't be bothered, I was fucked. So, but I'm on the field behind my house training Danny Morell, and I'm boxing Nick Webb. But I was training him because I had a passion for it. I loved it. I could see him getting better, you know, and I wanted him to get better. And I was getting more fulfillment and watching him improve than I was doing myself. Luckily, I'm not on the web out. But uh, when I get out of training these, it's like uh, there ain't no money in it. Training them, anyone watching. People miss me all the time. I will get into boxing, uh, managing and training boxers. I'll just say, mate, it ain't a job like it's going to cost you money so if you want to do it for money don't do it if you want to do it because you enjoy it great but I can't help you because look at the top of my head that's Stevie Levy but um, I love it I've got a passion for it and I do a bloody good job at it as well um, so yeah I do that I do all sorts of things I'm a businessman these days it's crazy isn't it I've got two kids I can earn downstairs and life is just life is just ain't great all the time but it's good, it's steady, you know. Um, And when I first met you 10 years ago, my life was a sham, shambles, a mess. And it was, even when I was boxing in Brown and Price making loads of money, it was still a mess. I was a mess. But, um, But it's good, isn't it? Blame, blame. All I ever wanted was to be a five out of 10 on a daily basis, just a five out of 10. I don't want to be too happy, I don't want to be sad. I just want to be okay, and we're there. So I'm over the moon, hopefully another 30, 40 years like this, and then uh, I'll be happy to.
0: I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, your here is in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. that is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify.
2: With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
1: Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Computer solitaire, huh?
0: Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No
1: purchase necessary. Over by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Move on. <laughs> do, do, do you still have an interest? Do you still watch boxing? Like, do you still... a? <sighs>
2: I don't watch half as much, because the the, the sport is rife with drug cheeks. The sport's full of wankers, to be honest. Uh, The boxers, for the majority, are all good people, um, because 99% of us are are just fucking shitty little kids, you know? We're just shitty little kids, we're not like I was brought, I was brought well, like, we was in a council house, we'd never had nothing, but we were brought up well. I was clean, I was always clean. You know, my mum was a clean freak, I was clean. And I might have worn Umbro, yeah, and Feeler and Slasinger, but it was my clothes were clean all the time. Um, but I was brought up strict and proper. So, um, so yeah, uh, the boxes are for the majority, they're all sound. Some of them are arseholes, but even the arseholes are quite sound, they're just arseholes with it. But it's like, it's the people... It's, for the majority, of the people that I don't like in boxing, what puts me off now. There's people working in boxing. They have got a fucking clue. They've never been smacked in the gob, and they've never been involved. And it does my head in. They make a fortune out of the game. Like, what the fuck? What, what are you doing? Be got Saudi stuff. I see people in Saudi, I'm like, what are you doing? I'm not saying I should be there, but there should be other people there instead of them. Some, some people... So I don't watch it no more because I'm turning to that old man that looks, shouts at the TV. Like, what the fuck are you doing? But I don't mean really I dislike any of them and the drug cheats and all. I've got loads of mates that are drug cheats and they're still my mates. They're still sound. Give one of them when I see them. Yes, but they're still fucking cheats, aren't they? And they'll still be out of the sport. But they're not people. Say it's like uh, when it's a, when a foreigner fails a drug test, we're all over him. Ah, oh, get the fucker out of the sport, the cheating bastard. One of our mates were like, ooh, it's, it's bad, like, but uh, yeah, no, we're getting the benefit of the doubt. But I don't. Even my mates have failed drug tests, and I see some of them, and I say, you're a fucking bastard. You, should, you shouldn't fuck. You be in the sport. I like him, but they shouldn't be doing it. So I don't even enjoy watching the boxing for the most part, because you know when you watch a good performance, I sit there and they go, probably on the gear in a minute. Because that's how how you're programmed to think now, because they're all at it, and they're all getting to box. If they can't box here, they're boxing in America, and it's just a load of bollocks, because you just think, I box a fair few drug cheats, and a fair few of them beat me. And it's just like, they're millionaires. You know what I mean? They're millionaires. Everyone loves them. How many kids do you know with the profile picture of Dave Allen? None. Yeah? But, like, drug cheats, profile pictures of everyone. Like everyone like all these kids have got profile pictures of Canelo and other fighters and you're like it just it pisses me off. It annoys me. It irritates the life out of me. And again I used Canelo as an example. Maybe I should have used someone from down the road because I won't be called I will not be called a prick because you know what I mean? But they're all they're all fucking cheats, And I don't enjoy it. And yeah, them fuckers that are in the sport making money out of it and they not got a fucking clue. Um I could go on and on. But but you know what? But the one thing is, I'm not bitter about it, the the sport because the sport gave me a life I would never have dreamt of. I thought I'd be in a dead end job with twelve kids, you know. Um, it would loads of bunk beds around the gaff, and I'm not. I've got a nice life. So I'm not bitter at all. It's not being bitter. It's just like the sport's a fucking sham, really and truthfully. You know, it's it's fucking it's it's a horrible game. It's a horrible game. Horrible.
1: Horrible. Have you got uh any interest in the upcoming two heavyweight fights? Fury Usek and Joshua and Garner? I will
2: watch both. Yeah, I watch them both. I watch them both. Um I mean, yeah, of course I've got interest, yeah. I'm I fucking love boxing. I love boxing, I love it. I love the amateur boxing. You know, you, you I love it. Uh but Fiori Usick, I think I think Tyson's too big for him, mm. truth be told. And I think Joshua spark Garner in double quick time.
1: Tyson.
2: Yeah. Sorry, go on. Tyson weren't fit for Engani. He can say what he wants. He took him lightly and he paid the price. Yeah, he paid the price cause he because everyone thought he looked like shit.
1: How how much I mean talk about Alexander Usyk there as well. In your kind of in your career we Obviously, something that you've spoken about before, the sparring that you had with him, how much was that a kind of, I'll say, I'm not going to say a wake-up call, but kind of a reality check almost about where you was at that point in your life in regards to boxing? Because you've spoken about that Usec sparring, how it wasn't really great for you.
2: Yeah, you know, um, I sparred really well, you know, while I was over there. Genuinely, I did spar. I'm not deluded. I've been battered loads of times in sparring. I sparred really well. I sparred really well. Um, and then on the occasion where he dumbed me on the chin, there was only about 20 seconds left at the last round of the whole time I was there. And the last spar, I was brilliant. I asked for the footage of the full spar. No, no, you can't have that. And, and they was they said to me, you're a very good fighter. I was always better in the gym. They're a very good fighter. I just walked onto one and got hit on the chin. He's not a big puncher, really. He's not a big puncher. I lost 18 pounds, 16, 18 pounds while I was over there. Because I'm not eat- I'm not into eating. I'm not fussy eater. I was living off Chris and Chocolate. This is not excuses, because he's hundred times the fighter I am. But um it knocked me confidence, to be honest. But
1: that's because he couldn't really punch. It knocked me. Um so no you, sorry, Dave, you wanted to carry on, but they said to you not to carry on, the team who said.
2: There was about twenty seconds, it hit me on the chin. It wobbled me, and I could remember, I could remember staggering. Uh, but the, I, I saw the end of the round. I obviously he was fainting and being nice. What I told him after, I said, "You want to fucking rid with him in a month for Sundays? If you would have jumped on me, I ain't going fucking anywhere. My legs are steady. I'm not going. You're not knocking me over." And he laughed. He's a fucking lovely fella. But uh, that was the end. That was the last part. That was the last twenty seconds. And if I'd have survived that twenty seconds, I'd have thought I was the best heavyweight in the world. I sparred amazing how fucking Ali suffered the fucking lot. But um it not my it, just, it did not my confidence a lot to be honest. It still uh it still affects me probably still affects me a little now to be honest. When I bought Fraser Clark, I was I was a bit gun shy. Um the Fraser Clark fight, I know where I went wrong. Now. I've not I've not I've not sparred hard for, since the U6 bar But again, that's that's again, uh Again, yeah, that's 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 held me back because I've not sparred hard since. And when I watched Fraser Clark, it was hitting me on the arms and the hips, and it fucking hurts. I'm not i have not been used to getting it for years. It was it were a nice thing.
1: That Dave, that, the gap between you, your sparring session with Uset and the Fraser Clark fight—that's a long gap for you to be still safe. Uh,
2: yeah, three years. I've not had a hard spar since. I've not had a hard spar and since. You
1: think it's because of that? Because of that sparring? Um. Not the sparring, but kind of wiping in the last 20 seconds.
2: Well, I, re- I retired, so I didn't spar for a bit, and then I had a come-up fight with that Italian fella, and I watched that Bulgarian, and then I went to Malta. i am not had an hard spar since, and for the Fraser Clark fight, I was sparring a good fighter, but he's not a puncher, and it was a bit easy for me. So, looking back, yeah, I've not sparred hard enough, mm-hmm. to be honest. Probably a bit of the u stuff, and a bit of, like, um just want to preserve myself. Well, there's preserving yourself and then there's not doing enough so um, looking looking back I would just I just wish I could do things so much differently I just but well, that's life isn't it no regret but should have done a few things different but I haven't and like I say I, always, I never wanted to be bitter when I finished which is why I did which is why I did come back and I've had a few fights since because I never wanted to be bitter and I'm not I'm very appreciative of what Boxing's given me. Uh, but at the same time, of course, but everyone, even Floyd Merva will look back and say, I wish I'd done that, I wish I'd have done this a little bit different. He had the perfect career, really. But I'm sure even he will say, I wish I'd done this a little bit different, or that. So um so yeah, I'm very fortunate, really.
1: just finally, Dave, so if you obviously we're just kind of closing into February now, um, at the start of 2024. Have you got something penciled in for you to fight at some point in the first um, quarter.
2: I'm waiting for a meeting I've still got a promotional contract with uh, Fightzone um, signed a three year deal with them in 2021 so I'm, I'm waiting to see Dennis um, I'd like to I want to see him soon um, and then yeah put a plan to get, I want to box April May um, because i got Joe and Stevie boxing Feb 9th um, Two kids. I've got three other fighters. It's it's difficult, you know. It's hard. It's very hard. And um, so yeah, I want to box April, May. Um, get to, I want to get to thirty-two fights, and at the end of the year, I'd love to be involved in a big fight. But again, like I said, it took me. It took me. Uh, when I retired, uh, November twenty twenty, September twenty twenty-three. By the time I got a fight on a big platform again, um, and. I I half understand why they, they don't want to touch me, but another half of me don't, because I bought some at Manchester Arena and the place was rammed. they were booing the Olymp- GB Olympic captain, they was booing him, because I was boxing, which is amazing, really. He's a popular fella, and they were booing the life out of him. And I was just suddenly in the corner and I thought, this is fucking quite good, actually. I thought everyone still likes me, it was fucking great. So so what half of me just I understand why they don't want to come near me, but the other half just thinks. Wherever I box, I'm going to help you fill the arena, you know. And if you gave me the right opposition, I'm even going to be an exciting fight. I'm going to knock somebody out. So, I've uh, I, never understood it, really. I've never, like Ed, i it a few times with, uh, with, with, no, with no comeback. Well, he's got a show coming up at Sheffield Arena. I'm not being funny, but it wouldn't hurt to put me on. It certainly wouldn't uh, It would. The place would be a touch busier. The card's great, but it would be a touch busier. You know when I was on the Eubank Smith card, mm-hmm. the the social media numbers, mine was rivaling Eubank and Smith all week. The, for, for viewing figures on everything. And I just thought, how the, how is no one seeing this and saying, let's just put him on a show? What do you think? You're in numbers, man. It makes sense in my I don't get it. I've never under the last two and a half years I've been pulling my hair out like why is no-one just coming in and saying, and let's yeah. put him on a big show?
1: Look, the only thing, I obviously, in answer to your question, the only thing I could think of is that I think probably some promoters are, uh, are very cautious about getting in touch with you because of your... Well, you've been up and down over the last few years. Um, and then there's, like, calls for you should never fight again and your mental health, etc. I think promoters are probably sceptical and a bit cautious about... Do you know what I mean? Should should they be like morally enticing Dave Allen to come out of any type of retirement that he's had? I'm just, yeah, I, uh,
2: I, I understand that. I understand that for sure. But um, I really hope this year I'll get a break. I'm not saying I deserve a second chance because it's probably chance number six. But um, but I just think it makes sense to put me on. I don't understand why I, why I've not been given a chance to to go on because. In a business sense, it it would make sense, but um, we'll see, we will see, we will see. The proof is in the eating of the pudding, as always. So, I'm in a fantastic place, really. You, you seem know,
1: better. I, Look, yeah, I know it looks to be this evening, but you do seem just the way you're talking. That you you seem in a better place since my daughter was born. Right,
2: I've not had I've not had a bad day since. They've not all been good, but there's never a bad one. There's never been a bad day. Every every day since she's been born, I've never. There's never been any any doubt in my mind that I that I don't want to be a living life to the best of my abilities at all. You know, um, and and uh and yeah, it's just, it's just amazing. The, the The gift of of having a child has just completed me. I should have had one when I was. 18 19 and I would have lived a very nice normal life but uh
1: lessons learned in it so um so yeah all right well look the, hopefully the next time I see you, you'll be in person I know there's a few things coming up around your neck of the woods in the next two or three months so yeah um well listen whatever will happen will happen and uh but you do just just talking to you now you seem like in a better place if you can take anything from that
2: yeah, I was gonna. Um, in terms of boxing, you know, obviously boxing aside, people, majority of people that watch me is for the boxing. You know, the what they're interested in the boxing. So, I'm gonna go meet Dennis. You know, we're, we're gonna have an, another run at it together this year, and hopefully, it will culminate in going on a big card in a in a, in a good fight. So, um, I'm confident. I'm I'm confident. I can. Uh, I've got something to give. It ain't a world title level. It's not European title. It might not even be a British title level. But uh, let me get to 32 fights. Past my old man and my great granddad. And then I go wherever. I'll go to Saudi Arabia. I'll go i go wherever. I'll box Gerald Miller. Gerald Miller, maybe not. <laughs> maybe maybe Mark DeMory. I watch Mark DeMory over there. Maybe. I like to watch Sheffield Arena. To be honest. And I've asked. So if Ed's watching this, remember when we used to be really good friends? Remember them days. They were good days. They were good days, you know. They were really good days for
1: me they were anyway. Dave hey, Alan, thank you very much for talking to me and ISM <laughs> TV. Uh like I said, hopefully the next time I do see you will be in person. I'm sure it will be uh in the next couple of months. So thank you very much, David.
2: Thank you. Yeah, I just want to say everyone that's watching, if you made it this far. It's been a long time, but um but it's nice to uh it's nice
1: for you to listen to me. Dave Allen, thank you very much. Thank you. Sports Social Podcast
0: Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring.
2: Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh?
0: Ah, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino.